Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Starfield Lorecast. I'm your host from the Robots Radio Network, Tom or Robots, and many other Lorecasts, including Fallout and Elder Scrolls. So we're getting ready for some Bethesda stuff. And I am here with the Internet's Dave Chaffins. Dave? Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? It's good to be here. It's a it's a great day. It's a beautiful day here in here in the wonderful start. Start see I grew up in Bluefield. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now I live in Starfield. Yes, you know? we all do. And hopefully we will all soon be living in Starfield because mm-hmm. there are more rumors and leaks abound. It seems more and more likely that it will be released either this fall or early next year, quarter one mm-hmm. of next year. So it looks like we're not too far away from it. And it looks more and more likely as the weeks go by that we will be getting an E3 uh, info dump coming up soon um but mm-hmm. hey man it's like we're like a, a real podcast here all of a sudden you and i both do many shows we've done many shows mm-hmm. we've done shows together You're like right. the fallout hub and this yep. is now two weeks in a row that we've done episodes of this show because we have more and more stuff to talk about which is which is super exciting that's true here's the thing here's the thing let me let me put a teaser i'm gonna make teasers for our own show like you know <laughs> forget these starfield like i i made a whole a whole like i, I guess like maybe like seven or eight months worth of content on a single trailer and had like plenty to talk about when I was doing the stuff for Fallout 76. So be prepared. They put out an actual trailer for this. It's going to be like, we're going to like dig so deep on that stuff and you're going to learn so much that it's going to be absolutely mind blowing. But for now, it's it's time for a lot of speculation and opinion on stuff that we absolutely know nothing about. Right, right. So this is the source for your information about Starfield and the lore of the world of Starfield, which mm-hmm. we don't know anything about yet. So when mm-hmm. we get there, we will have all that all the details for all of that for you. But currently, it's mostly news and leaks and, and those kinds of things. And we have um, we've had some more. Uh, not video leaks but just screenshots and things and i'm not going to showcase them on this episode because that doesn't work great for our audio listeners um and for the Mm -hmm. most part there people have been really digging into those there's not a whole lot else there there's some you know like a little bit of logos that show up there's a spacesuit and for the most part it seems like they're still three years old like that's the speculation about those if you want to go look those up there's plenty of sources you can go find those but we have for this episode what i think is even more interesting and Mm -hmm. this is potentially and this as far as i can tell this seems very legitimate in fact it was a post that went up yesterday and was removed on reddit 
about the creation engine and the updates that they've been working on for the creation engine. And Mm -hmm. so listen through to this episode. And if this episode gets removed at some point for some reason, you will have heard this info and now it is in your brain and they can't steal it from Mm -hmm. your brain, at least not as far as we know. Right. They can't do that. Right, Dave? They, they can't do that. Here's the thing. The only way that you're going to stop this podcast is by um, I haven't I haven't thought about how they're going to stop it. But if they do this one thing that we definitely don't want them to do, mm-hmm. the institute, stop it. they'll send the institute. The sense will show up and then they're going to uh, murder you. That's how mm-hmm. that works. So if you get murdered by a synth, you will know that you are onto something or at least you We'll briefly know you are onto something, then you'll be dead. Right. So anyway, why don't we why don't we dig into this? Why don't we uh sure. why don't we take a look at this? Here we go. Let's into that. Let's, let's transition into that. Mm-hmm. Which one which sound should I use? I'm gonna use this one. On the night of June 10th, 2018, Bethesda gave us a glimpse at their new space-based RPG. Ever since then, we've been piecing together information in a series that we call Star Clues. I will be uh, willing potentially to call some of these things star facts. I think that they're, they're yeah. Not. I think that eventually we're going to come. I mean, I think we've had a few star facts. I think that I think the Tunevert when he was on here, he kind of coined the term mm-hmm. star facts. I think we, um, we kept going back and forth between star facts and space facts too, but. Space facts. Oh, space facts. Yeah, that's right. Those are very, very different things. Two very, very, very different. Very different. Uh, all right. So this was a post that showed up on Reddit yesterday by a user who has been around for seven years. Oda P. O-D-A-H-P. And mm-hmm. the post is basically says, hey, folks, long time no see. And this is the way we're going to do this, Dave. I will read through parts of this. This is fairly long, and then we will discuss. And then I'll read through the next part, and we'll discuss. Um, I wanted to talk about this much sooner, but waited a little to get more credible information. Since I've waited for a while now, I decided to post an update anyways regarding Starfield and TES... 6's next-gen creation engine. This post will include some old but also new information and the same user posted something about seven months ago with some details about the creation engine so this seems to be kind of a running thing with updates which mm-hmm. lends credence to it disclaimer i am by no means an insider i've talked to some people who might be in a position to know certain things and gathered some of this info on my own which was either already available on the internet or less some of it may be more straightforward some of it may be more vague and go into the rumor speculation alley Also, please apologize for my English. If I say something like there is now or the new engine features, please don't take it as a fact, but with a grain of salt. Also, please apologize uh, for my English. So not a native English speaker, but that's totally fine. So if you mess up anything, I'm going to blame it on this fellow, but I'm not going to blame it on him because he's not. Okay. Okay. Yes. We'll just put all the blame on on them. Yeah. Uh, But without further ado, let's dive right into it. Next gen creation engine. As everybody knows, the creation engine is the engine that they use for all of their mainline Elder Scrolls and Fallout games. It also was heavily updated and, and adjusted for Fallout 76 and some of the things that they've been doing um for upgrades for fallout 76 and or starfield 
have worked their way into 76, which we can discuss a little bit a little bit later. So it says here in general, let's start with some general facts and interesting things regarding the size of this update. The creation engine has received the number of employees who solely worked on engine upgrades has increased by a magnitude of five, meaning there's now five times as many people working on engine stuff than before. That's not technically how magnitudes work, but has increased five times. Uh, Sorry for the confusion. This is coming from Todd Howard himself. They now have several core engine programmers and various other coders and programmers working full time on engine stuff. Previously, they didn't have their own engine team, but rather upgraded their engine on the fly throughout development time of their next game. So five times the number of people working on it. And that group is now 100 percent just working on engine stuff and has been Mm -hmm. for years now. This overhaul, this is a quote, this overhaul on our engine is probably the largest that we've ever had, maybe larger than Morrowind to Oblivion, which was Todd talking about this. uh, What was that a year or two ago at this point? And he's right. They did a lot. Like I said, they now have an entire dedicated team to uh, to engine related work, which is why it took them longer than expected. This is going to power Starfield and all games after. Even an outside company called The Forge is helping them out with updates and customizations to their engine creation. This is going to be big, B-I-G, separated by spaces. All right, so here we go. This is the nitty gritty. This is the good stuff. I mean, I already believe it because they said five times the something. I just have to, every time there's a big thing, I'm going to hit that button. So we can kind of jam on it a little bit. So okay. you, you were already into it when they said five times the size of the, the team. Yeah, I was already into it when they said five because, you know, Todd Howard likes to come out and he goes five times the level of detail. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like that we have reconfigured the universe to be 90 percent more fun. And you're like, oh, wow, 90 percent. That's a lot of I mean, that's a lot of math. So when you when you really think about it, that's like he gets out there and he's in his nice leather jacket. He's mm-hmm. out there styling and profiling, you know, mm-hmm. you know, eventually I'm going to get my hair to the level of Todd Howard. But I don't think it's like it's like re- a really flat Conan right now. Eventually, you know, we're just going to all get on those get on those style levels. But yeah, that, that that's what made me made me think. I was like, this yeah. this got to be true because, you know, five times the the staff or whatever. Yeah, and engine. every time he says things like that, all the ladies like swoon, you know, like, oh, Todd, like an old cartoon where that mm-hmm. happened. I don't know. All right. So visuals, graphics, rendering this stuff. Most people usually only care about when they hear engine upgrades. This is the kind of what you think of at first, right? Visuals and graphics, which is why it's at the top of the list. In 2018, BGS implemented Vulcan API into their engine. Do you know what Vulcan is, Dave? Are you aware of this? Um, it's the guys that go like this and then they pinch you on the neck and you fall down. Uh huh. Yep. And they also now run around in our computers and they are a, an API that has been, as far as I am concerned, uh, designed to take the place of things like, uh, DirectX when, when designing okay. a game or something like that. And it also, I believe works better or at least originally worked better on AMD, uh, instead mm-hmm. of Nvidia, but both, both cards now run it really really well anyway it it was another way of uh i don't know doing graphic stuff we'll just leave it at that as i'm not an expert in that regard i can't really tell you what kind of improvements we'll see because of that only a it probably makes ray tracing more possible and p and b it's something a lot of games are using nowadays which is true it's it's there are a lot of games where you can even choose on pc to use the vulcan api or DirectX. 
Um, yeah, and I really, I really like it when when the games like uh, on like a console game or something. Like they've been adding the additions at the new gen to to say, okay, I want to do ray tracing. But I don't want it to do like too much ray tracing. I want it to do like the right amount of ray, ray tracing <laughs> so that it can still get 60 FPS. Like that option, that like middle option, I'm like, mm, mm, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So level of detail, detail, which is redundant, LOD detail, rendering distance, volumetric and atmospheric lighting, as well as subsurface scattering and realistic space screen reflections will see remarkable improvements. This is part of the lighting segment. So. These are all specific things that your graphics card can can do. Uh, level of detail would be things like the resolution of uh, the textures or the uh, the t- the maps for like the number of polygons around things. Uh, rendering distance is one of those things that we've seen that allow you to see further off and things don't pop up as you get closer. Volumetric right. atmospheric lighting that has to do with things like smoke and um, yeah, particulates in the air. And then subsurface scattering has to do with things like uh, the way light moves through uh, materials, especially skin, which make uh, faces and you know hands look more real. Um, and then realistic spa- space screen reflections. So that you know that's good for things like refle- reflective materials and mirrors and those kinds of things. So right. it goes on and says new layered material system. Think of a vast library of, de- of decals in all sorts of shapes and sizes easily being applied into onto surfaces. Games like Star Citizen or Doom Eternal use this tech to easily change the looks of a wall or any kind of asset. It's fast, easy, and very modular, perfect for creating or changing the environments. Hmm. I'm then- curious, like, like... I'm curious how much synergy, if, if there's going to be more synergy with Bethesda Studios of like, because they have the the id tech engine, like they have that over there. They have the Void engine and Arcane, um, and I think the most recent Evil Within used that for its for its engine. Um, yeah. And then they have the um, uh, Creation engine. I'm curious how much of those are going to kind of meld together and kind of like. Right, right. I'm curious about that. Well, something like this seems like kind of like when um, EA put all their eggs in the the what was it? The the battlefield Uh, engine, whatever that was called. Frostbite, the Frostbite engine. Right. And then they they went from just using that on battlefield to using it in like soccer games and everything because it was so robust that they could use it on everything. And and it worked. Right. That would totally make sense. Plus, a lot of, you know, we talked with a number of people at Bethesda over the last few years and they're um, some of the people from the id studios that they acquired over the last few years have been working on as probably part of this team working on the engine. So that would only make sense. Those those guys have a lot of experience with engine creation. Right, and, and the benefit—the benefit of that engine is it's it's highly modular. Like uh, the creation kit has always been pretty modular, um, and so upping those graphic levels, I think, is a lot harder to do um, when you're running something still accessible to people. Like when you're coming with it from the mindset of like Bethesda, like BGS games are going to have mods. Like, right at some point, they may not have them right at the beginning, but eventually, this engine is going to support mods. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's that's coming up soon because that's probably one of the reasons why Microsoft was so interested in in acquiring Bethesda was was part Mm -hmm. of that as well. Um, Yes. So 
Yeah. So, and, and this is, and this goes back to, and we talked about this on the Fallout Hub. We've talked about this a lot where, where the fans keep saying things like, oh my God, they need to ditch that engine. They need to get a new engine. And it's, it's the, it's the, the ship of ship, the ship, the ship of Theseus, where you replace enough parts of the ship and is it even the same ship anymore? Right. Like right. this for all intents and purposes will be and act like a brand new engine. It's just, it's they're starting with some sort of foundation and eventually changing everything as they go forward. So anyway, there's there's more detail here. They're using reality capture for archiving, photographing and capturing all the real world assets, which if you are somebody who works on game stuff, maybe you're going to be familiar with reality capture. It's all one word for shadows. Right now, Creation Engine handles shadows in a different way than other game engines do shadows shadow draw distance and shadow quality will be be much better from now on right now the way the engine handles shadows is by using the cpu which is common this is one of the things that uh, in pc games if you feel like you're getting a low frame rate but it's not because your gpu bound it's your cpu bound then reduce the quality of the shadows and your frame rate will jump instead of the gpu this will change with new renderer as they implemented the days of ugly shadows shall be over which is awesome and if ray tracing is implemented into the new engine, expect it to handle a lot of the shadowy aspects of it. So this leads me to think that there will be some use of ray tracing in order to render the shadows rather than the traditional way that they've been doing it. Yeah, I feel like that that's going to kind of if you're doing from what we've seen, from what little we have seen, um, you're, there's a lot of metal in, in Starfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like I'm like I'm like pulling from from nowhere with the, with this, but there's going to be a lot of like ships. Like the ships are pretty much confirmed. I think satellites are pretty much confirmed, and I think planets are pretty much confirmed. <laughs> like all of those things, like the reflections from those, are what like are what makes them interesting. So like. In, on, if the sun's not shining on it, like you're not getting that like that level of of you know if they have solar panels or if they have you know a number of different things, like you're not really understanding the, the depth or the or the detail of that. Um, which I feel like in other in other mediums is made up for by lens flare. Um, playing uh-huh. Mass Effect is is one of those. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, and and we've I've talked about the the um, expanse on the show. Last time, and the the way that they render the the ships and the space stuff is really really cool. I mean, it's very very well done. Mm-hmm. If we have that level of graphic fidelity for the ships and the shadows that the ships cast on themselves and the objects, or you know, like when a planet or goes behind the shadow of a moon, you know, and you have that kind of effect, um, very very cool. So mm-hmm. now we're moving into lighting, which makes sense for talking about shadows, right? Uh, BGS is now using real-time global illumination slash dynamic lighting tech called Enlighten from Silicon Studios. This is another one of those reasons why this this rings more realistic and true is because of the use mm-hmm. of these very specific names and um, even mm-hmm. you know Silicon Studios is like calling out the studio that they are using that technology from. Global illumination adds a lot of realism to a scene and can do wonders in games. That's all it says about that. But global illumination is something that a lot of games have been using now for a while. Ray tracing. This is the big new buzzword. This is where if you're not familiar with this, this is one of the things that the new consoles can do, that the newest graphics cards can do, where they actually um, can follow through with the uh, it's not like the, the way that an individual light will send 
photons is basically the way this works. So the path of the photons and then the changing of the way the photons land on the textures that they hit or the way that they go through, um, say, glass and then it colors the lighting, the, like those kinds of things. This is the way that light actually works in our world. And now we are getting closer and closer to being able to implement that um, realistically right. in games. And there are, like Dave mentioned, there are different levels of that where you just do shadows or you just do light sources or but full ray trace games. Like if you play Minecraft, the Minecraft update that allows you to use ray tracing is ray tracing all of the lights. And so now you have that full experience, um, and, but that's way mm-hmm. more taxing. That's why it works on Minecraft because the textures are so, and the shapes are so rudimentary. Um, right. Anyway, it goes on. It says before anyone gets hyped about it. No. Pause. There is almost no indicator that future games will support ray tracing due to the changes they've made and now having a core engine programmer team, they might support it. However, so it sounds like this part is very speculation that the person doesn't really have a whole lot of info about this Uh, Mm. quote. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yes, there's a chance. A lot can happen within three to five years. However, if their engine, if their next game Starfield supports ray tracing, I doubt it was a design decision from the very beginning. So it looks like they're quoting information that they may have had like five years ago. But then again, Five years ago, we didn't have a ton of information that the uh, design, the the graphics card industry was moving into ray tracing as heavily as they are right. now. So there's- ray tracing really only got pretty sexy in like the past two or three years, and right. that became the thing. Like uh, I forgot what the thing was before that. I, there was something before that that yeah. was like maybe it was like water effects or something like that, or there was something I forgot what it was. And everybody talked about this thing that, and it's like when you think about ray tracing, it's like okay like Mm. i don't need mario to have ray tracing like i don't need you know just like regular regular old games to have rage like that seems like an an excess but now it's kind of the benchmark for a lot of stuff because i guess that's graphically intense you know i I don't I, yeah, I, I know more, it, it, more it, about RAM than I know about GPUs. Yeah, it, it is very graphically intense. That's why only like the mm. top end graphics cards use it. Uh, that's why they had to wait in order to release that with this current console gen. Um, mm. it, it, you turn on ray tracing in something like uh, Cyberpunk and your frame rate drops by half. Like it just it just mm. tanks the frame rate. Um, but there there are implicate there are ways that they're using AI in the hardware in order to uh, deal with that, which there's a whole nother topic. Mm. We can go into that another time. Um, but yeah, my my guess is it, it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for Microsoft to want to acquire them and use this across multiple games if it didn't include ray tracing, because that's such a big selling point of the Xbox consoles. So animation. Their new engine will support slash power an entirely new animation system since future games such as Starfield will have to support zero G and now for the first time in a BGS game ever working ladders. Working ladders. Can you think of a BGS game that has a working ladder? I'm I'm really I mean that you actually climb up. No, no. Um, None. No. None. Mm-hmm. No ladders. There are no ladders in Fallout 4, Fallout 3, Skyrim, Oblivion. None. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of an actual ladder that you climb up. Because, like, how did they simulate that? You know, I don't remember the, like, camera being like, like, if it's first person, like, where it shakes yeah. back and forth yeah. and you're walking up something, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's all stairs. 
It's all stairs and elevators. So wait, you're telling me there's going to be ladders in this game? Is that be, what you're telling me right There's going to be ladders. But if you think about it, like, if you have a spaceship, you have to kind of have ladders. I mean, but if it's in zero G, you don't. You just need mag, handle mag boots. You need just mag boots and handles. Or just like some handles, you know, like, you know, you go to the international, if you go to the international space station, like any, you know, you know, Sunday trip would, um, you're not going to have a lot of ladders there. I bet you there's not going to be a lot of ladders. There's going to be a lot of handles. If any of you are ladder experts or space experts who have experience with ladders, please write us, let us know. Join the Robots Radio Discord. Send us a note. Mm -hmm. All right. So it goes on. It says its animation system is going to have to support a whole new, a whole lot of new animations. This, in my opinion, is going to be one of the most interesting engine updates Creation Engine has ever received. Animer, anim, <clears throat> excuse me, animators, animer, animaniacs uh, recently switched to Autodesk Maya to create slash animate their animations. Maya is one of the industry standards for animating in video games. Other companies such as Naughty Dog or Ubi, Ubisoft use it as well. It's only a minor change and probably won't change much, but I thought to mention it as well. Another one of those reasons why this rings accurate is like, why mention that unless you just have the info and want to share it? Because it's like it's like saying like, you know, uh, the company switched from using uh, Firefox as a browser to Chrome. You know, it's like, well, okay. I mean, they're slightly different, but that's fine. (laughs) Like, okay. so uh facial animation expect to see a huge leap over facial animations general improvements well that's that's going to be nice right better facial animations makes sense right yeah general improvements character movement and controls predictive foot ik uh i believe that's uh like kinematics where if you're standing and you stop and, and you're like say on you know the edge of something one of your feet will actually touch the ground correctly you know what i'm talking about Oh yeah, yeah, right. And not like uh, Wiley Coyote, you know, when he like goes, he's like, you know, acting like that. There's a floor there, and you've got like characters sitting on the edge, and they have their foot on absolutely nothing. Right, they're just standing. Right, yeah. Um, Cloth simulations, bone scaling, which personally has me hyped for modding purposes. I mean, why didn't they add bone scaling to Skyrim? I guess that wasn't a thing. More advanced player customizations, (laughs) uh, which also improve upon more diversity in NPCs. So bone scaling is like, uh, I would imagine, like the bones of your character have to do with the way it animates, right? Just like in your real bones. So different people, different objects that animate have a bone structure (laughs) underneath them. And the bones can only bend at the joints. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, yeah. being able to scale those bones in different ways makes okay. sense. I, I was thinking like they put scales on bones, and so I was like, <laughs> "Well, that's like uh, that seems like a Skyrim thing." It's they should they have done that. Is this yeah, put the scale, put the scale on the bone, and call it a you know, call it a day. Call it a day. Then dragons um, in Starfield, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? We don't know. Then uh, havoc behavior. Havoc is the uh, physics software that a lot of games use yeah uh, I, i've seen that i've seen the the the, the uh the intro screen <laughs> right for that. yeah and for like what 15 it's almost 20 years now you've seen like 
yeah havoc used in this game uh havoc behavior has been replaced with a custom animation system which doesn't mean havoc is gone replaced entirely so it looks like they're using havoc in some ways but have gone to custom custom animations and physics then we've got physics 60 fps cap is gone of course, this is going to be implemented from 76 into Starfield and every other game. Tying the physics in game to the frame rate may have worked in the past for them, but also came with a huge set of limitations. Everyone should be thankful it's gone. Do you know about this, Dave? I'm not familiar with that. No, explain it to me. Okay, so in games like uh, bef- uh, Skyrim and before, mm-hmm. one of the problems was as of course, as time moves on and you get better hardware, especially for PC games, you could run the games at higher frame rates. So if you unlocked the, the FPS, the physics of the game was tied to the frame rate. So the physics would get crazy. It would get all wonky because oh, if the frame rate oh, okay, wasn't yeah. stuck at 30 or 60, like it is on a console, then mm-hmm. like the physics would just go nuts. And so it would basically break the game. Um, so tying physics to frame rate made sense for a period of time where the frame rate was always going to be stuck to a certain amount. But people are playing games with 240 FPS on their, you know, super high end mm-hmm. systems. And and the new right. the new uh, consoles are able to run at higher frame rates as well. Higher frame rates. Yeah. So um, the thing the thing that I'm interested it's, it's, it's interesting to say that because I was reading an article the other day that was talking about um, people are like, oh, are they going to up-res, um, it was, it was maybe like a few months ago, L.A. Noir, if they were going to up-res that. But the thing is, they did a bunch of facial capture for that with like actual actors and stuff where it was more like trying to capture all their faces so you could tell when they were, because this is a detective game. And so when they're lying or when they're, you know, unsure about something, like you're supposed to be able to read their facial animations, but they captured all of those at 30 FPS. Oh. And so if they put the game up to if they put the game up to 60 FPS, they don't have capture data for their faces that runs at 60 FPS. So it would look absolutely weird. It would look so straight. It would, it w- would look like they were talking like this with like, the rest of the world. <laughs> like Clash of the Titans, them. like the uh, the old those old movies with where the, yeah. um, the the special effects were done with motion capture of like claymation and the mm-hmm. claymation motion capture was like 12 frames per second or something and the movies running at 24 so it, it didn't sync up it looked really dumb yeah. yes correct yeah. yep yep uh so it's let's see where was i um uh I added physics right under animations because they usually go hand in hand. Bethesda isn't going to ditch havoc. Instead, it will be further improved upon and modified to support things like zero G environments and other stuff that will be needed for Starfield. This is also why BGS now needs a dedicated core engine programmers team. People seem to suggest that they might ditch havoc, but that contradicts to what job listings in the past have indicated. They instead improved on it and maintained it. Now animations, streaming, and physics are going to be vastly improved. So good news, good news there. Sorry if you hear dogs barking in the background. Um, that's that's fine. That's literally my life. Every single podcast, <laughs> I am like, and now my co-hosts, my annoying dogs. Welcome to the show. Yay! Uh, then it says, I can see the usual stiffness and staticness that we are so used to in BGS games being a thing of the past rip oh i get real stiff about a bgs <laughs> game no you know? yeah yeah i i know how i know how you do mm. Dave. i know i know mm. I've, I've seen mm. it i've seen it um 
Next up, we have procedural uh, gen streaming, cell shading tech, NPC and AI stuff, pathfinding, and then game systems and stuff. But we should take a we should take a minute and talk to our listeners because you guys are awesome. Here we go. So usually on most of my shows, this is where we talk to our patrons, but we don't have a Patreon yet. So um, I guess we just need to say thank you guys for listening. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're as excited and pumped for Starfield as we are, because Dave, on a scale of one to absolutely freaking awesome, how how pumped are you? Uh, Absolutely freaking awesome. On a scale of a Cuban pork sandwich Mm. to a small potato, how excited are you for Starfield? Wait. Mine went from low to high. Did you go from high to low? Or did you just have a really high... Like you love potatoes. I mean, think about it. Now think about it. I'm going to say... A spaghetti and meatballs, but like the really good traditional spaghetti mm-hmm. meatballs that like the ooh, old ooh. Italian lady makes when you visit, ooh. when you go visit, you know, like Naples. Mamma mia. Yeah. Mamma mia. I'm off the scale, um, friends. Off you're the off scale. the scale. Yeah. So anyway, li- listeners, viewers, thank you for, for tuning in. We we love that you are here. I'm sorry that you are now hungry, Birch Games. We do this show live at twitch.tv slash robots radio. We haven't set to a regular schedule yet, but this seems to be a Tuesday thing, at least for now. We'll figure it out. Uh, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing I like right now is when we don't have Fallout Hub. Just have a Starfield. Just to have a Starfield yeah. party. Yeah, you know, we'll do it. Maybe like we'll that. do it every other and week. Then, yeah, and then and then is if if the, you know there's something if there's something then we'll get into something. But but just just uh, just uh, remember. Yeah, yeah, and some some of this stuff comes hot and hot and fast. So d- do make sure that you are subbed to this podcast because there may be times where me or Dave just put out a 15 20 30 minute episode just to discuss some hot leak that came out because that's the that's the state that we're in right now that's it like we are at the holy crap you better you better stay away aware not away dave is cracking up it's messing me up i just can't i can't hot leak hot leaks coming in when the hot leaks are coming oh god yeah well that's the, that's the phase we're at you never know Woo! when the internet will explode with a hot leak in your face and so we are here to report on that when it happens uh but that's that's what we got now later on of course we're gonna talk about the lore of the game when we learn more about that stuff as well but um make mm. sure that you're, you're staying tuned for that and mm. and if you have friends who are into this as well Make sure that you you let them know. Hey, these guys are these guys are telling me all the info I need to know about the Starfield and the 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 land of the stars. And is that a new thing now? Land of the stars. Anyway, the land of the stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we've got it's, we've it's got, the new Disney World ride. <laughs> we've got so much more info to get to. So why don't we move on to that? Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86 host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. 
Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. I'm just going to keep using that sound effect for like everything. Here's the thing. Now, now that you're back, because I, I was inspired by a lot of things that I did the music for this. And, and once we get the game out, I'm going to change it up a few things. I've already got kind of mindset to do it. But now that you're playing Mass Effect again, when you go to the, the, the like lounges and stuff, that's what I wanted that to feel like. Because mm-hmm. the music in the lounges is always like a little creepy. Like, it just sounds like a little sleazy, but it's, like, kind of weird at the same time. And you're listening to it, and you're like, this seems like what they think a, like, space nightclub would sound like. And so yeah. I went for that same sound of, like... And then you've got the, the Asari people that are, like... Yeah, yeah, they're just dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just dancing, just yeah. having a good time. And you're totally. like, what do people do here? Huh? <laughs> what do they do here? Anyways, yeah, yeah, we've been we've been in Mass Effect. Uh, if also, if you're into the new Mass Effects uh, Legendary Edition, check out the Mass Effect Lorecast, which is another podcast by me and a different host. Um, but here, let's talk about procedural gen streaming. Procedural generation has always been a part of the creation engine. Back in Oblivion times, their forest generation tech was incredible. Never before had we seen such detail and procedurally generated forests in a video game. Do you remember this, Dave? Remember this? Mm-hmm. The forests were like, oh my god, those trees look like real trees. And the you know, internet was on fire. Dim trees. So this time, a lot of focus has been put on procedural tech, which is understandable when you want to make a space exploration-based video game. This is where Starfield is probably going to set itself apart the most, apart from well-being in space, from Fallout and Elder Scrolls. Being that Fallout and Elder Scrolls aren't really in space. Rendering distance. Quote, 16 times the detail. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. Yeah. Yes, that ain't a joke. Rendering distance was one of the major improvements in Fallout 76, which is true. In Fallout 76, you can see all the way across Appalachia from one place to another. You get up in a high point and you can see like real far Um, and has been uh, has been has been further will be has been further improved. That's what it says here for Starfield. If you're flying around in your spaceship, which is also a fast moving object, you will need a much more improved rendering distance to see objects like other spaceships, asteroids, planets and stations. That makes a lot of sense to me because we don't move around that fast in other games that use the creation engine. You're never riding that's a true. car or a vehicle that's going fast at all. That's true. So cell streaming tech. Now, this is going to be one of the biggest changes. Cell loading and streaming has been improved with every title so far, but this time it's going to be the biggest jump, as I think this was one of the biggest hurdles Bethesda had to figure out throughout the development of Starfield and their next generation creation engine. If you're going to fly in your spaceship in space or in atmosphere, you're going to have to make substantial changes to the way world cells are loaded in and out. So world cells are kind of think of it like uh, I believe this is kind of like in Minecraft when you like move real fast and like an entire section pops in. Mm-hmm. It's like the world is sectioned off into these little uh, squares, more or less. OK, OK. So um, what you're trying to tell me is they up the mitochondria of these cells because, you know, the yes. mitochondria, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cells. Right, right. Just, or if you just, enter a building and you have to like load into the building, that's probably its own cell. 
but I, I, I prefer the seventh grade translation of that. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> the controversial Star Wars <laughs> mitochondrian thing. Um, uh, SSDs facilitate quick content streaming will definitely help out on that regard. When and this is another quote from Todd. When we saw what we could do with the new tech. Which is a thing Todd said, I guess. Um, it's it, He did. I remember him saying that, but I guess that applies here. When we saw. Interior cells. More and more interior cells are part of the world space nowadays, as you can see from Fallout 76. More cluttering objects and more complex world space cells are going to be the norm. And further advancement for Starfield and beyond. This is one of the things that came out in last gen tech when all of a sudden there was just like lots of little objects in every room, right? Like you could clutter the room with tons of little things. Um, so there's going to be more and more of the ability to do that, it seems. Cool. Cool. All right. Moving on. NPC cool. AI. Per Todd Howard's words, future games will offer a lot more NPCs on screen than previously than previous games. This isn't directly a thing because of engine upgrades, but everything is connected in a way such as the more fine tuned and upgraded creation engine is and the better the consumer tech is, the more will be possible to bring on screen at the same time. So we, we talked about how like, you know, battle like battles in Skyrim between like large factions were like, you know, 20 people on screen. And it was like, this is right, a big battle. And it's, it's right. not really, you will be able when you to have the big, like, yeah, the big, like you go to the camp and then you're like, we're going to attack their stronghold. And it's like 10 people and you've got 10 people and you're like, okay, how many people live in Skyrim? <laughs> right. Like, right. This, is a, this is a nation. Are you kidding me? This is like, <laughs> The smallest. This is like smaller than my high school. Yeah. Yeah. It's like little villages just having this like fight. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's not even the size of like mm. a full fo football team. Um, you'll be able to see entire cities filled with lots and lots of NPCs on screen. I do not believe they're going into the direction of cyberpunk, but more like what we're used to from them just with more NPCs. Which makes sense. You know, like large think like large camps or the cities from Skyrim or Fallout, but with more actual people walking around and, you know, maybe more buildings and, and things right. to go see. Right. I'm, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like you're going to come to an area like in like uh, like deep uh, like the more I, I think about Starfield, the more I think about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Um, and you're going to come to like the, the bar or whatever, that like big open area, like the atrium area. And there's going to be all kinds of people walking around. I can I can see it. Imagine like Diamond City looking like a city, like with a bunch of people bustling around doing their little tasks, like going on their little things, like like kind of like how uh, um, oh, what's the uh, Watch Dogs Legion was, was kind of like that, where everybody was like trained to like, you know, and it wasn't like a. Uh, and now uh, the NPC has decided it's it's going to get coffee like they had like a schedule. So it was like from 7 to 8 a.m. They were getting breakfast at this location. And then from 8 to like 4, they were working after work. They go to the, the pub and at night they sit in the park and then they go to their like it's a, like there was a, a limited schedule for them. And uh, it, it'd be cool to see like something like that in a Bethesda game where like NPCs have kind of like a schedule activity and you kind of see it and know like, you know, it's not just like villager one, that kind of stuff. I think yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah. So uh, Radiant AI, speaking of that, will make a return oh. and be more advanced than in previous games. Random spawn entities in space is going to be very interesting. I There's no more information about this specifically, but I think that means things like you get in your spaceship, you're flying from one planet to another 
and you come across stuff along the way like you detect like a derelict spacecraft and you go you go check it out or pirates show up and try to attack your ship you know like things like that or you know like those pirates are on a schedule across the universe and it's part of like like you're saying the pathing right they stole something from the space station that you're going to and they're heading to the one you just came from so you're going to cross paths paths with them uh which could, or it could be, be like how they really talked cool. about was it like red dead redemption where they were like if you kill somebody their wife may come and berate you or their <laughs> children will grow up and like want revenge on you or like if you steal money from from this person then they're not going to be able to buy their dream house and i'm like what are you talking about what are you even into man that's awesome uh, voice modulation tech for NPCs with this you can add lots of variety to NPCs voices without needing a bazillion different voice actors this sounds cool and I have to wonder if it's how complex it is like it's got to be more than just here here let's just try this okay so uh, that's got a lot of reverb but this will this will work right like I'll say the phrase hey I need a lift to the moon hey I need a lift to the moon Hey, I need a lift to the moon. It's it's, it's got to be better than that, right? Where they just like pitch shift oh, I the mean, voices. Yeah. Well, I I I have seen. Well, I just want the game just to be like one. Like if it's just like one voice actor for everybody, like it's just <laughs> Wes Johnson. But they modulated it so that it's like ah, uh, he's everything. Like they pretty much he's right. It's a big. It's kind of like. Um, uh what was the uh, i can't remember the, no point i don't want to derail us there i can <laughs> the, derail us later the back of the box text says something like seven billion voice lines and then it like there's an asterisk that says all by wes johnson <laughs> andy circus performs every role in motion <laughs> capture <laughs> yeah yeah right so uh another similar point something you brought up pathfinding todd already mentioned to expect improvements on ai pathfinding and hey if everything else gets uh, an update in the engine, then why not pathfinding? You'll need tech to support, for example, pathfinding in zero G environments in space isn't 2D. You can't just throw Doritos everywhere and expect ships and spacesuiters to follow them, um, which makes sense because all the other games, although there's like mountains and things, there's hills and stuff are all basically along the ground, right? Mm-hmm. it's just kind of a bumpy 2d plane rather than like okay now you have to go up or down um space is a 3d environment which requires a lot of changes and new stuff for the creation engine they never really had real 3d traversal environments in a bgs game this is in my opinion is going to be one of the most interesting things i can see how creation and engine will handle it i also hope that this uh works its way back into things like fault 76 so that like the robot walking around actually doesn't get you know off the path and has to go all the way back to the node it was at before and then continue from there like that kind of that's still kind of janky and old right right yeah i'm with it I'm so with it. features and game systems we're getting kind of close to the end here and then modding is the last thing we're going to talk about so stay tuned for that this part uh, of- and, and i've got i've got a small story for us to oh, speculate yes. on as well yes and then yes, and then yes. your wonderful story so definitely stay tuned for mm-hmm. that as well so this part of my write-up has not really something directly to do with next-gen creation engine but its improvements will directly have an impact on the game systems and new features here we go dave ladders yes ladders will be in the game i think i said that above already yes you did flyable ships 
Ship customization with an S instead of a Z. Zero G. That's a different one. Artificial gravity. Not per se a game system probably, but still something cool lore-wise. This might be cool for a few different ways. And I'm, I'm drawn on the expanse for this and, and real physics here. Gravity on planets and things like that makes sense. Gravity on like the moon being less than Earth would be cool. Like you land on a planet that's smaller, it has less gravity. Gravity on a space station with a rotating gravitational system is cool because things don't fall down. Gravity still pulls you downward, but things fall sideways because of the rotation. I wonder if that's going to be a thing. And the spaceships in the expanse have artificial gravity while they are flying because they're at a constant uh, uh, acceleration in that direction. Right. And they're basically designed, and I have to wonder if this is going to be a thing. They're designed as if they are, Think. imagine a spaceship is basically an office building flying up so that the gravity, the acceleration is pushing you down into the floor. So if a spaceship is moving at a constant acceleration, then it makes it feel like gravity is actually there pushing you downward. So I have to wonder how accurate that's going to be, but they're going for like mm -hmm. real world physics type stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if that shows up. All right. right. Space to uh, space and ship to ship combat. Cool. And then for fans of games like FTL crew management system. Yes. I mean, they got me there. You got me there. Cause you know, I love some FTL. You know, I love yeah. some, I am, I am a huge FTL and then the next game into the breach. Holy crap. Those games are great. If there is something like that in Starfield, we're good to go. Think about it though. We're like what if like it all, this all makes sense. And all the more we talk about this stuff, the more I get a, a, what I think is a clear picture of where, where we're going with this. Take your camp in 76 or even more accurately, the, the base you build in fallout four. Mm -hmm. Right. And you've got different people and you can say like, okay, you're going to man, you're going to watch the, the, you know, you're going to sit on this thing and watch for enemies that are coming and shoot at them. You're going to run this little booth over here. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. You can kind of tell the NPCs where to go in your little base. A spaceship in this is going to be like a way more complex base that you build that you can also move from one location to another. So as you come across people that you add to your crew, you give them roles inside the ship. This totally sounds like a very possible thing, which is really mm. kind of exciting because yeah. now, I mean, again, we're talking like the expanse, the game, you know, like you meet some people, you go on a quest, you, you grab one of them, they become a companion. So they end up becoming someone who remembers your ship. And now they, maybe they have stats that mean that they're really good at the gun systems or they're really good at navigation or communications or whatever. And you put them on that mm -hmm. section of your ship, you build out a new section of the ship, which gives them more uh, stuff that they can do, like all of that kind of stuff. I, I'm just laughing I, like to myself because if they have like if, if they're working on like making more NPCs and, and making them more in depth and let's say you got Barbara and she's really great at guns but there's a level of customization that you go in your ship and you're like I'm going to put you on the guns Barbara but then it's like okay Barbara guess what I'm renaming you your name is now Gunner One 
Like that's what you're. That's what we're going to be calling you. Forget Barbara. And Barbara never happened. And you're also going to wear a nurse outfit while you do that. Yep. Yep. Yes. And hopefully, like a uh, you know Mr. Fuzzy outfit with like the big yes head, mm-hmm. and then yeah, all of that stuff. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But this this sounds exciting because like what happens when you're in the middle of a space battle? But you know, do you get to? control the ship directly or do you have to rely on the quality of the people that are you know in your ship what happens if you get boarded do you all fight as like people come into your ship does gravity go away all of a sudden and you go from like moving at a trajectory where you have artificial gravity to not you do you have mag boots do you have to like when you're in combat do you have to make sure that you equip your spacesuits so that if you know air pressure goes out you can still breathe like all right. Is it going to be is it going to be more like a, like a Star Fox or something where you're like flying the ship and shooting the guns and using all the stuff? Or is it going to be something like the like the Millennium Falcon ride in Disney World where it's like what? Like you got a pilot and a gunner and you've got somebody who's manning the cargo like you, you have like these these roles to find. I, I'd, I'd be really interested in that kind of game. That's what I've always wanted from something like No Man's Sky, where like mm-hmm. you like, OK, I'm going to get a crew and I'm going to be the like if you're a game where you can play with your friend where you're like, I'm going to be the pilot. You're going to be the gunner. We're going to go f- fly a smuggling mission like that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. I like that stuff. Yeah. All right. So before we get to your, your fun story, we've got to talk modding. It says here next gen creation engine will be better than ever for modding and also puts uh, and also push microsoft's platform-wide modding system for consoles which is coming at a later date which leads me to believe that they're going to want to use this engine for other things that microsoft is working on that's it that's all that's it so but that, that makes sense like they've had success in the past with modding so why not make sure that this game works with that yeah and microsoft is going to eat that up because yeah. that means that people are going to stick with the their subscriptions or their xbox platform in order to make sure that they can keep on playing the newest mods and all that stuff which stay tuned here for this show because we'll, we'll be bringing up that stuff too in the future as well yeah yeah i i 100 agree i think that's why skyrim is still a thing i think that's why fallout is still a thing um especially with the accessibility of those mods especially on consoles um like you can download a bunch of stuff um from there like a universe like even on pc you could have done mods with you know three new vegas like all that different stuff and there was a ton of stuff but now mods are more mainstream um when it comes to most consoles that bethesda games are on so that makes sense to me that's how you sell skyrim a billion times you know yep yep so um, he, he finishes up this and says next gen, gen creation engine will be better than ever for modding and also push. Oh, we already read that. He says <laughs> also. Uh, OK, I think that's it for now. I'll probably update each individual section with something comes to mind again, which I may have forgotten to talk about. This post again was taken down, so maybe not. Mm-hmm. Again, this entire list is a mixed bag of known things, facts, but also speculation stuff based on rumors and leaks. What people have told me behind Uh, the curtain and also what is publicly available on the internet some of the stuff listed here might or might not show up in the game some of it is to be expected and guaranteed we'll see about that very very soon smiley face so it looks like at least these are all things that were intended if not will come to fruition yes so anyway cool stuff Uh, i thought that would be 
fun to talk about. I hope you guys have some thoughts on this as well. If you have any thoughts you'd like to share, then check out the Starfield Lorecast channel on the Robots Radio Discord and come let us know. Dave, you had a story to share. I did have a story to share. And here's the thing. I'm going to watch me, watch me do this gun trick real quick. I mean, watch me do my little trick. Um, I originally had a story to share about uh, Todd Howard going into a Chipotle, but that turned out to be a joke. So now, uh, can can you can you play the cult of astrology a bit? Can you find that? One? Welcome to the cult of astrology. Very well. Um, I have a uh, an article here from uh, Jeff Grubb, uh, who recently tweeted uh, that uh, Starfield is going to be a, a Xbox exclusive, uh, Xbox and PC exclusive. Uh, so he goes on and he wrote up an article about it. So Jeff Grubb is an industry insider, um, which kind of means that sometimes they know things that other people don't know. Um, but with industry insiders, a lot of the time they are also journalists, um, and they and he's an active journalist on uh, on VentureBeat and GamesBeat. Uh, which is, I think, what he runs. Uh, I'm not sure of his actual title. Uh, I follow him on a few things. So, I mean, a lot of the stuff he says is credible. Sometimes it's like, like he's talking a lot about Elden Ring, and there's like, it's like, how do you confirm that kind of stuff? Because Elden Ring is so far out, which is the Dark Souls um, yeah. company's game. Anyways, um, he went on to write up an article about why he has said that. And he he's heard it from, I think he said, five different people. Um, that he knows that X, that Xbox and PC are going to be uh, Star, Starfield is going to be exclusive to those platforms. Um, but, but here's here's the thing. What's the thing? And here's here's where we're getting into the cult of astrology. What does Xbox want you to think right now? Uh, that Starfield is going to be an exclusive, and you yeah. need to go buy an Xbox so that you can. Because guess what? Supplies are limited. Right, right. You need to go to get an Xbox. So here's the thing. I don't know if I, I don't know if I believe this. Everyone's confirming it. A lot of, a lot of sites are taking this as a confirmation, even though Bethesda or Microsoft has not said anything of the sort. Um, he goes on to explain his reasoning also as to why that makes sense and why um, it may be useful to have it on Games Pass. Um, so I think that this is. I'm kind of like you know going back on my word. From last week, uh-huh. where I said that my, that that a video game company would not do any kind of controlled leaks, and that doesn't make any sense. This may be a, like Microsoft and Bethesda controlled leak, uh huh. Where it's like, okay, we're gonna say right now through this third party that it doesn't. We're not actually gonna come out and say it because if they actually wanted to come out and say it, they'd have done it at the at you know the the last big call where they all sat around the couches and had a bunch of hosts, you know. This seems like a little like bug in somebody's ear, like a little go tell them that maybe they'll, you know, this will sell some Xboxes. Go, go do that. Go do that thing. See, that's my, that's your thought on this. That's my thought. What do you think? I think that they are trying to pressure Sony into, uh, allowing game pass on PlayStation. I think that's what they're doing. And they're going, you want to make sure that you keep selling consoles. This game's going to be huge. It's only going to be on Xbox and PC unless people can play Game Pass games on their PlayStation. So here's another. I'm I'm so I'm so happy you said that because I have a wonderful bouncing off point for that. 
So there's this big uh, Apple versus Epic court thing going on, and a lot of things are coming out about both the sides. One of the things that came out today is they're talking about xCloud services. And they were sharing some of Nintendo and, and, and Microsoft's partnerships over xCloud. Like there was, there was apparently a partnership, but a ton of it is redacted. It's like for security purposes, this is all being redacted, mm. which leads me to believe that Nintendo Switch is going to get Games Pass at some point, or they are in the talks of putting Games Pass on Nintendo Switch. I, I, I bet that Microsoft is talking to everybody because it, mm -hmm. it even streams to other platforms like it can stream yes. to your phone. Um, so yes. th they're going to everyone. They're probably even talking with smart TV manufacturers about making this an app that runs on the smart TV. Um, the, the problem is, and, I, and I've, it's in beta right now. It's on beta for phones. Um, and I, ha I did like the, the free trial of it. It does not run great on a phone. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it, and I have a, a pretty good, like I would say a pretty good internet connection. Um, it does not, like I can do Stadia. Uh, Stadia, is some, I, I did like a, a free, or I was in the, um, the test run when they mm -hmm. were doing the uh, AC Origins in the test run. They were doing that streaming technology. And that ran great. It was yeah. like, there was a little bit, it was like, I would, cause I can play like remote play on my phone uh, through my PlayStation. And there's like sometimes like a little bit of lag and I'll do that less if I stream, that's what I'm doing is I'm playing remote play and just streaming that screen. Um, and there's sometimes a little bit of lag, but for the most part, no, but I'm very curious now what they're, I don't think now that they are going to make it exclusive, but I think they are really trying hard to threaten people into not just not consumers, but threaten th these manufacturers of technology to get Games Pass. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I'm yeah. not. Sh I'm not sure if that's going to yeah. work for Sony. I don't think that Sony's going to bite. Um, I feel like that they are. Sony is. You know, Xbox is is one thing that they have going for them. Is they're not too far up their own butt, but Sony definitely is. Um, that's that's <laughs> one of the one of the key features of uh, the Sony company. Uh, so. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's going to be the case for them. But there's definitely like some there's some like big level marketing that I feel like is going on for that. I don't think it's for necessarily I don't think it's for Starfield. I don't think that it's like, you know, we're t we're intentionally leaking details about Starfield's story and about the world. I feel like that it's more we're trying to drive the narrative, like how when Netflix gets a new show, yeah. like um, like the, the one with um, the lady with the birds in the box or whatever. Don't look in the box. I forgot. What the, I, don't I, I, I don't know what you're talking um, about. But like there was memes about um, <laughs> it wasn't Julia Roberts. It was the other one, Sandra Bullock. Oh, okay. And she was and she was like blind. And they put a blindfold on her and you couldn't look at the monsters. And that was the whole thing. You couldn't look at them. And then they uh -huh. did the ones where it was like the monsters can only hear your noise. Anyways. But there were memes of that everywhere. And as part of Netflix's like a mass media campaign where they were like, we're going to like inject ourselves into this dynamic. And I feel like Microsoft is really trying to do that for Games Pass mm -hmm. and inject themselves kind of through some unintentional leaks or some things that may not be fully true, but they're going to leak it or give it to somebody to say, OK, how about you tell them? It's just like, just yeah. like tell them, yeah. tell them that it's, <laughs> I think, I think you're right. I, I, I don't, I don't think this is a, they don't need to sell more Xboxes cause they're, they're going out they're, They can't keep them in stock, but they do need to sell other companies on putting game pass on their system because right. if they can get game pass on everything, then there's no reason not to get game pass 
regardless of whatever system you have if you want to play something right. like starfield um plus now you if you are a, a playstation person you own a playstation console and you want to play starfield that's the only way to do it unless you buy a new system and you still can't buy the game outright you have to have game pass to do it which means that you have to be subscribed and stay subscribed if you want to play mm-hmm. which is not a 60 dollars sell it's a indefinite amount of money sell and then once right. you get them on because, game pass they get hooked on some of the other games on there and then they want to stay right. on game pass pass for those things just like netflix oh i found this other series i'm going to watch that now i found another series i'm going to watch that now oh i can't right. wait till you know whatever else comes back on, on netflix and then you forget to even discontinue your your subscription even when you're not using it right and, and right now they're they're doing a low buy-in so it's like you know you get like however many like 20 bucks or you get like uh, right now i think there's like a, a deal where you get like three months for like a dollar or something like that yeah. like th- there yeah. is they are trying to get people onto this much like how netflix did where they're saying okay well we're gonna make this really cheap and then we're gonna bump up the prices later once we have a big essentially install base mm-hmm. um, and I, I really think that they are they are going to push that um, which is surprising it's super surprising that their low end um, Xbox is only is is three hundred dollars. Um, yeah. I thought it was going to be lower. I thought it was going to be like a here's a stick like a Chromecast, <laughs> right. essentially. Like here's a Chromecast that does like you know four K gaming or that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, but maybe and that's where that, they're going. Like I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But if you can price that at a hundred dollars, then uh, like I'm going out there and I'm buying one if they have it. You know, right, right. Like, like there's kind of there's kind of a level of like. You know, I, you know, if it, if it is, you know, just exclusive to, to, um, to Xbox and PC, then I'm like, okay, well, I got to decide whether I want an actual, like a graphics card that runs something or an Xbox. And it's probably going to be cheaper to get an Xbox to go run the things. But if they put out games pass the switch and other stuff like that, then if I can just play it on the switch and I don't really care about, you know, getting it at 4k or whatever, then that's good as long as it runs right now my pc can i tried to do fallout 4 on it and it's hilarious it's it's like really hilarious like four frames per second hilarious it, yeah yeah and textures don't load in um and mm. so like the, it, you know the opening where you're in the kitchen the floor isn't there <laughs> nice and so nice. it's like that netflix it's like that netflix show you know the floor is lava except Sweet. the floor is non-existent it's kind of like a yeah for like cthulhu mythos the floor is non-existent sweet well mm. well dave i feel like i feel like we're at the end i feel like we gotta i feel like we are wrap the up the show man if you guys can't tell that we're excited uh, and we're a very high or past the scale of excitement on whatever that scale was that i mentioned at the beginning of the show then um then I, you haven't been listening, I guess. Uh, but we would love to hear your thoughts. Please let us know your thoughts on this stuff. Dave, do you have anything else going on before we before we head out? Um, I have a... Uh, oh, I see. I redeemed a thing on Twitch for yeah. Tom to stretch. I stretch. To stretch right I did now. It. That's a great content for audio listeners. Um, I can Tom make stretch sounds. Stretching. Right. <sighs> Uh, I have uh, Vault Boys WV, uh, which is a weekly podcast where I talk about weird news. Um, we're in the middle of kind of like we've got a new like the show is as it is uh, now. We're kind of doing some rebranding on the back end to make it a little because we don't really talk much about Fallout anymore. Uh, <laughs> but it's all kinds of it's all kinds of weird news. Um, and it's like, uh, what was it this week? Did you know that the Great Wall of China, uh, the mortar is actually a sticky rice? 
Like, no, did you know that? That's sense. like a real thing. That totally makes I mean, sense. yeah. That's what they That had. makes sense. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you know that cats are afraid of cucumbers? No, because I don't have a cat, but that's cool. Right. So there's a number of different things that you can learn. It's always a fun time. It's an uh, hour-long podcast every week. comes out on Wednesdays. You can watch it at 5 p.m. on Twitch at VaultBoysWV, twitch.tv slash VaultBoysWV. Uh, and it's on all the podcast services. It's on the Robots Radio Network. And uh, me and Tom also do this podcast called uh, Fallout Hub, uh, which next week we've got a very special guest. Uh, we got Danny coming on. Danny is the, what's his last name? I don't want to butcher it. Oh, God. I don't, I'm so bad with names. I, I threw this on you. I, <laughs> you, I don't remember. Really yeah. uh, I think it's Shagora. Danny Shagora, maybe? Yeah, yeah. It, yes, something like that. Uh, um, but yeah, something like that. I'm just He's the voice it. of Hancock in fallout 4 and it does, does some other voice work and some music and stuff and uh we're having him on next week uh for some like uh what are we pretty big, like ghoul trivia yeah it's gonna be a fun, fun trivia game and an interview and stuff yeah. it's, gonna, it's gonna be a lot of fun and it's all for fundraising for uh the uh, fallout for hope campaign which mm-hmm. i'm gonna pull up the details mm-hmm. on right now um, but I'm not going to do it very fast, but I am going <laughs> to walk you through it. But while I'm pulling up those details, how about I hand it over to Tom and ask him what yeah. he's got going so on. So we'll go life. over the details right at the end. Um, yeah. So I, I'm in the process of revising the Robots Radio website. It's now it's now fixed, so it, it doesn't say that like your connection is insecure. It feels bad about itself. Mm. That's the right word, right? Insecure. Mm. Um but uh, so it, I revised it a little bit, but it is in the process of being uh, revamped completely. So that's kind of exciting. And then uh, we've got the Robots Radio Rocket Club, which is awesome. We've got 11 different creators right now, uh, soon to be 12. Somebody else is signing up. And these are people who I help out with their podcasts and get them launched and created and all sorts of things in order to make sure that they can do a successful show. So that's available as well at robotsradio.net if you want to look into that. And of course, we do all these other shows. If it has Lorecast in it, it might be one of mine. Uh, if it says Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Cyberpunk, D&D, Mass Effect, or Starfield, that's one of my shows. And is there another... Is there another lore cast show that's not yours that somebody else yes. has like commandeered? Yes. Yeah, so there's the okay. Selective lore cast, which is an Elder Scrolls l- lore podcast. Okay. Well, that's Aaron Mithias, and he's fine. We all like him. Yeah, but I'm talking him, about him some other uh, No, there's some uh, some of the people on the Robots Radio Rocket Club are starting lore casts of their own, which is fun. What? So there's going to be a uh, Resident Evil lore cast that's going to come out. Um, Whoa! Yeah, that's good. I like that. There's going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm, wor- I'm in the process of working on launching a Witcher lore cast this summer. Wow! It's going to be. Wow! Um, and there's another one. There's. Uh, I forget what it is. Uh, I don't know if they've determined exactly what it is yet, but potentially another lore cast out there. Anyway, lots of fun stuff. Lots of fun stuff. Um, so go check out everything at robotsradio.net. Do you have your info, Dave? uh no <laughs> i don't i don't i looked through Come his back. whole twitter and i couldn't find the info but it's fought for hope for raising money i think it's about planting trees yeah uh, it's, it's a great time you should come and donate it's always fun um ken, ken or ken's gonna be uh, he can doesn't listen to this so i can just say whatever ken is a giant giraffe <laughs> and he lives in that in the amazon forest and you wonder why giraffes are in the amazon forest but that's next week uh tuesday at 8 p.m come hang out uh it's gonna be on podcast services later but you should come live and uh and donate some money to fallout for yes so thanks for tuning in everybody thanks for being here we'll see you next time probably in the next two weeks unless we have a hot leak
Dun, dun, oh, dun. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this show. Did you know that parodies are copyright protected? Tell a friend and review on iTunes or other services. Dave and Tom excited for Starfield. Let's all speculate and wear no shoes. Hey, why aren't we wearing any shoes? Because shoes rhymes with iTunes and that's the best I could think of. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hello. Hi. Do you like bad movies? Do you find yourself defending bad movies, saying things like, well, the soundtrack was okay, or the costumes were pretty fun? From the previous hosts of It's Not That Bad Podcast, we bring you Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, from Simone LaRue and Chad Ekovitz. Every week, we review two movies that did not do well critically, but we say, hey, there are some nice things about them. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. Maybe they're all fools, and you should watch these movies regardless. We'll also talk about scenes that could have saved it, and we'll often refer to Simone's cats because they're amazing and adorable, and we love them. <laughs> and at the end of each review, we will tell you whether we would watch this movie again, or in what circumstances we would recommend you watch this movie. So, join us on July 9th for the first drop of our main episode, and then two days later for our drop of our minisodes. And on Robots Radio Podcast Network. Come see us on July 9th! We love you so much already! Bye! Bye. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Arrgh.